Thanks for joining us on Couch Guy Hollywood this week with the latest, greatest, the latest and greatest movie news in Hollywood. I'm Coop here with Nick and special guest John Eddy. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing today? Doing good. I'm good. Yeah, having yeah. fun. Usually better with that intro, but whatever. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. only seventh try. What have you guys been doing this week? Um, John, what have you been doing this week? I'll let um, you go first. Special I've guest been goes first. Preparing a few auditions. And also going to school. Wait, introduce yourself, actually. Because oh. just, I mean, I know you've been on before, but you haven't, like, introduced. Okay. Like, tell um, them, like, you're an actor. So. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm John Eddie, guys. Um, I'm an actor. Um, I've been living in L.A. for about, like, a year now. But I've been um, professionally acting for about four, which is, like, nothing in retrospect <laughs> of, like, time. But, yeah, no, I've, I've been... Uh, I've been in the business for a little bit, so um, I appreciate you guys having me on again. Of course. And I hope to be on in the future, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. What's some of the stuff you've uh, done in the um, last four years? I've done I've done some spots on MTV, some spots on YouTube. Um, MTV crew? Just for like, like shows, like for like creators and whatnot. And then I did like a show called My Super Sweet 16, <laughs> if anybody remembers that. Um, of course. Yeah. yeah. You guys remember that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that, and then I've done... Um, some other day player work on like TV shows and whatnot, but uh, yeah. So um, I guess I you know I, I've worked a little bit and um, I'm just here to provide whatever insight I can. <laughs> where did you where where did acting start for you? Um, wow. Um, acting started for me. I was a junior in high school. Um, well, I mean, I guess I I was professionally acting like. Theater-wise, when I was, like, very, very young. So I started, like, as a child. But um, I kind of stopped because, like, a lot of kids would, like, <laughs> would, like, tease me in school. Like, oh, you're an actor that's, like, weird, blah, 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 blah. You annoying. should play sports. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah. Like, why am I acting? Like, let's play basketball. And, like, it was great. I mean, basketball was fun and everything. But, like, I got back into it because, um, like, I was, I was taking theater because I was like, oh, it's going to be an easy A. I've done this before. And then I kind of just like fell back in love with it. And I was like, oh, you know, I, why am I playing basketball? I am like this average 6'1 white kid that <laughs> can barely shoot. So, you know, like what is my contribution? <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, but like, um, so, so yeah, I just, I started acting again. And then I got into professional theater in Vegas, um, did a couple shows out there and uh, then moved here and got into film and that's that's what happened you know what I mean it's yeah. it's kind of crazy what kind of acting do you do you like do you would you rather do theater or film um I think they both have their perks you know what I mean I think yeah. we could all say that like theater in retrospect is is so cool because you have the audience in front of you looking at you and I think that gives you energy and makes it just the experience all that much more fun but I think film, the reason why I enjoy it is because it's so much more personal and you can really contact your emotions and really get into your head in terms of what am I going to do? What do I feel? How do I feel? Uh, you know, and, and I think the same goes for theater, but I think um, theater, it's kind of working on making it more uh, like realistic while mm-hmm. making it a show. But, you know, film, it's not really about the show. It's about the connections with each other and just how it all formulates to camera. I mean, you know, Nick Nick's a director, so I right. think he could give us more insight on how it goes behind the camera, but at least for us, you know, mm-hmm. for you and I, Coop, it's like it's just about making those connections. Yeah, I what do you say. what do you think about that as a director, Nick? Just as like connections in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well just, just the film world, yeah. I think they're they're important as a whole. I mean, um I feel like it's easier, especially it's easier to work on set with someone who you already know, someone who you have worked with before. That's why you see, you know, you can see all these big name directors working with, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's working with, you know, he's always working with like the same people usually. Scorsese. Right, yeah. Scorsese. And like, it's, I mean, it's easier to work with someone who you know how to direct or they understand your directing styles and then they can go... They kind of it's it's easier, and their acting might even be better because they understand the way that you direct. Like they 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 know what you want, so that like if you're acting for someone and you like, I don't know, I can't say this, but like 
yeah, basically just it's easier to have a good connection with someone where if you don't really know them, it's it can be difficult at times <clears throat> um, because it's like I don't know, I really don't know this person. I can't be. I have to be, you know, super serious, and I can't kind of just joke around because, if, you know, especially on set, and if it's like a long shoot, you kind of have to. There has to be times where you're joking around, laughing, and trying to have a good time because it definitely drags on sometimes. Totally. When you have to, you know, when there's seven different shots for one yeah. scene, and you have to, it takes like two hours. Two hours like two that's hours. a pain, you know. Yeah, time yeah. is money. Right, time and it's money. like it's it's like it's a lot in the when you're there, but it's like re, you realize afterwards, like it, it's gonna look great. Hell but yeah. it's like you know having that connection and being able to just like the other person understands and it's not like you know that that person isn't like oh my god this is taking forever it just makes it a better experience for yeah. everyone it's funny that we're talking about connections because I was doing a uh, I was doing a production workshop for one of the students like a couple of days ago and oh was this for um, was it was that for Michael no no oh. it wasn't it, it, for a student I don't give him a name but okay, it, it was yeah. a really fun it was a really fun little shoot it was like um I, I like what I like what the director does. He 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 sets up like this sci-fi like set, and it's so it was like this this type of Star Trek thing that he was doing. It, yeah. it was actually pretty cool, and um, so he had all this, you know, foil and stuff. I, I don't really and all these all this great cool lighting, and I was supposed to be kind of like that Captain Kirk type of type <laughs> yeah. of character. So I was like, okay, that'll be fun. I like Star Trek. I like Chris Pine, and. Um, and I was I was reading with one of the, the the other actor, and they got them all in this green makeup and everything. Oh, so so that's like cool. a that lot of green awesome. makeup, these weird nails. It was actually really cool. I, I for the budget they had, and it was it was just a production workshop, you know, it's right? Like yeah, a, a huge deal. But um, they went all out for that. So I'm reading lines with this guy. This guy's not even an actor. So it was it was, <laughs> but I liked like he was like sitting in his makeup Wait, what chair. What was the scene? What was the it scene? It was like it was like this. Uh, the captain is you know face to face with this guy on the monitor you know oh, like he's beautiful. like I'm gonna blow you out of the sky if I don't get the artifact and then he portals the artifact to him and oh. I get it but he ends up I, <laughs> something happens that's and he sick. knocks me out through the portal it was cool it oh, was cool so I'm sick. excited to see how it all, go, all goes and that, down and that's a student production workshop student production workshop yeah wow and that's really cool so, so this you know this guy he's like yeah, I think he's a filmmaker right and so he's just like every, every time that he's doing makeup he, he I, I was like, hey, you can just like talk your way through the lines, you know, while we're, we're running lines, but he kept acting them every time, so the makeup lady's just like freaking out, like, because he's, he's like, no, you know, and he's like, and she's like, no, you gotta stay still, you gotta stay still. So there, so he's in makeup for like half an hour, and we, we already started shooting my scenes. So I have to talk to like somebody reading, or I, I, I think at first they were like, we're not even gonna give you anybody to read. I was like, that's horrible. Well, I need somebody to read, right? Because I remember we did the first take, and I, I was reading with the, 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 I don't know if it was the assistant director, but he had the script in his hand, and he was kind of like reading lines with me, and I was just trying to say my lines and you know everything, get them through, and then we started the first take, and I'm supposed to come off of his line, but he didn't say anything, so I just kind of stood there, and you, you see the camera like pulling in, because they got this person on, you know, oh, on, they, they got, you know, they got, no, they got a wheelchair, and they, a wheelchair, yeah, so he's, oh. he's in the wheelchair, okay. and they're, they're pushing it really slow, <laughs> Interesting. I like what the director said, because they started pushing it really fast, and it was, I was like, oh, that was a little too fast, and the director's like, he's like, I want you to like never get here, that's your goal, but I always want you to be pushing here, I, the way he said it was super funny, but like, they had this per person pushing really slowly in a wheelchair to get that slow pull. Yeah. Right, and I, I look over and I look. I'm supposed to look at the left of the camera a bit and say my line, but I'm waiting for this guy to say his line, and he doesn't. So I'm just kind of like sitting there, right? I'm just like, okay, okay. And so he cuts, and I, I was like, I was like, do you want to read the line for me? You know, like, let, let's. You're gonna read the lines with me. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So second take comes around. I'll like, I'll start with my line, like you just said that. All right. So there's the first problem. There's no, mm -hmm. I don't have any, you know, like anything to, to come off, off of, you know, right. feed off of, exactly. right? And then this guy's not an actor. I mean, he's just there. He's just saying the lines. I don't know. I don't remember the lines are, but mm -hmm. he's like, hey, John, like blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, <laughs> okay. So then I have to be, so then I'm like, why don't you just get back the artifact and everything? I'm supposed to, you know, act like, come on, you know? And, um, and then he has this little monologue and he starts the first three lines. And then he literally goes, he, he goes, why don't you just, and he goes, blah, 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 and then says the last three lines. And then you just kind of. But he, he said blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. 
blah blah. He said oh that. Like he and, and I, 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 I'm, like, I'm like sitting there, and that that's like that's where I'm supposed to be like like it's like a aha moment. It literally says in the script aha, you know, like and I'm supposed aha, you know, I knew you had it, you know, and 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 I, I I'm just like you got to see me there. Like if if the take stays in, I'm kind of just like. I'm gonna take it back a moment. I, I'm gonna take and it back a moment. And, and it's like we go so through that whole scene, and we do it like we do three takes. It actually yeah. came out it, like we ended up finishing. It was all right, right? And the shots were cool. There was a shot they had that felt like the Twilight Zone that they're doing. You know, those weird close-ups they're doing. Like yeah. it was, it was really cool. But like, I couldn't. Like he's like, the director was like, "Hey, you're doing great, man." Like that was great. I was like, I was like, yeah, but like, there's no connection there. Now I can't. It's kind of just me saying things. And right. I don't feel like I'm gonna give you a great performance. Yeah. And I and feel like it. Can I ask you a up. question, Coop? Yeah. That's. I think it's really interesting that you brought that up. So, like, how do you personally yourself um, try to find those connections with people that aren't professionals or people that like don't aren't routinely actors? You know what I mean? Because I feel like that we we probably like at least. For me, I think I've been in positions like that before. Yeah. Like, I've read with people, like, who aren't necessarily, like, actors, and especially, like, auditioning, casting directors, like, they're not going to give you anything. You know what I mean? Like, usually casting directors will read with you, and it'll just be, like, monotone speech, you know? So, I just I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, how do you build that world for yourself, you know? Just to try to get yourself there. I think what helps is the atmosphere you're in, the set I was in. You've got to, you've got to really put yourself in the mindset of mm-hmm. where you are, and you, you've got to believe if you don't believe what you're saying, then it's not going to come off That's as well. It's true. like I, I don't know, because because you got to, if, if somebody's not pushing you, you got to push yourself, and you got to push them to push you. And that's, and that's what I was trying that's to difficult. do. Oh, yeah. That's what I was trying to do with the guy who was in makeup. And that worked a bit. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I never got to work with that guy. And I, he never got to work with me. So I have no So you're going about to see two performances, whenever this happens, you're about to see two performances that never met each other, that only met in wow. the pre, you know, pre-production of it, uh-huh. I guess. And yeah, so it's just pushing yourself, I guess, and, yeah. and trying to get there. You, actors work in imaginary circumstances and it's daily, and, yeah. you know like you just got to work with what you got uh, and you yeah. got to make the best of it uh, I mean uh, Bill Hader talked last week about how this is different because it was a monologue a bit of a monologue but yeah. Henry Winkler in the first episode he does this monologue in the parking lot at the end of the first episode of Barry and Henry Winkler it was funny because I thought of it like I was like I wonder if Henry Winkler is actually there mm-hmm. while he's doing this and in, in um, this monologue because the monologue's completely on him and then you have a, a bit of reaction afterward and before and he's like yeah Henry Winkler had to leave so I was just talking to a C-stand oh wow but that's a bit different because that's a monologue but I I thought that was so interesting and inspiring because he made it happen right there go watch this in the first episode of Barry he makes it happen it's it's just what you got to do sometimes that's really good yeah oh yeah yeah. No, yeah, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I think that's so helpful for like young actors coming up and just like how how to create circumstances for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's like connect connecting to something or to someone is is not the easiest thing, especially when you're starting out. You mm-hmm. know, I yeah. think I've had many instances where I've I've uh, read with actresses or actors, like I, I'm not going to say names that would like go up on lines in ter- in like the middle of like an audition setting and I'm just kind of sitting there like okay how do I steer this back on the right track you know so mm-hmm. like that like like how do I keep it pushing and how do I keep my mindset and like all the things that I'm thinking how do I keep pushing and pushing and pushing and then and I think that's kind of ties into what you said in terms of like creating that those circumstances for yourself and just being in the moment and not getting out of it yeah and also just like doing your homework too, you know. Yeah, that's like, like that's reading, a lot. Really like reading, important. reading your lines, reading their lines, mm-hmm. like knowing the scene, like the back of your hand, knowing the circumstances, writing all that down. Like, there's, I, I think, yeah, I think there's so much work that goes into uh, into acting, and I didn't think I had that like realization until like really coming out here and doing it, and then getting with coaches and like like 
getting that like drilled into my head like john you you can't just come in here and just wing it every single day yeah it's not gonna work i had the same thing coming into here yeah. but like i've started you know writing down my motives writing down how i feel in this like i, I think a big turning point in my acting right now it was recent it was when we did death of a salesman yeah we did that scene because we were able to feed off each other and we both knew each other's lines. Yeah. And I just think that's how it needs to be. Well, that's, yeah, that's you know? good. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you full and full. And, like, you need to know your partner just as much as you know yourself. Yeah. You know? Because that's somebody really could good. slip up on lines. I mean, we, it happened to yeah. us and it, we just worked through it and it's still, yeah. it's it's one of those gifts is what, you mm -hmm. know, they call it. Yeah. I, and um, I just also wanted to ask Nick because I think getting a different perspective on it would be cool. How do you, as a director, get your actors, if they are obviously not connecting, how do you get them to connect? What like tactics do you use? Um, I was actually going to say that. So, <clears throat> I have different tactics. Uh, one of them that I just started, obviously, because we're starting to do like longer projects now. Like we're, I'm shooting my semester two project in like three days. Um, and so for that, I really wanted, I really wanted my main actors, my two main actors, cause I have two guys, two like best friends and then a female and they're both kind of trying to get the girl, but the other one doesn't realize it. Um, I wanted to have really good chemistry between them because that those characters are like, I, I can just like, I can already see it in my head. And so... I was like, I really need these two characters to be strong. Like, I need them to be able to feed off each other's energy and then not to feel weird. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did, or what I plan on doing, um, so I ended up doing, what the first thing that I did, the first part of what I'm doing, is um, I just did a, a simple table read. Um, and most actors, I don't know, you might not realize it, but at the same time, I mean, while, you're, while you guys are reading lines, we're just reading you guys. We're yeah. reading to see... You know, even in the table read, I'm, I can see if there's chemistry. You know, like, I was lucky enough that the three of my, act, my actors all have great chemistry already. I don't know how it happens. Sometimes it just does. Um, and, like, it just... It's exactly what I wanted. So, um, so I had them... I just... I had a, We went through the script once, and then I was, like... I told them the character then. So I, I had them read it once to see how they played it. And then I, then I went through and I explained to every person. I said, I know you guys read the script... Uh, but I said your character, and then I told them everything about their character. Gave them a little background. I went through, so I went through the three of them, and then we just went and redid it again, and um, it worked really well. And then on set, I plan on, I I want the, I might even try to have them like go out to lunch or something before we shoot or something like that, just to get them to hang out with each other, yeah, um, just so that when they're on set, it's not just like they're automatically all right. We're best friends now. We have to act. I kind of want it to feel that way mm -hmm. um and quickly uh going back to what you guys think about you know lines and stuff like that so i actually um so i have an acting class as well uh we just finished we don't have any more awesome. but um i was actually i had a scene with one of my with a, a guy in my class who his english he doesn't really speak that well of english um mm -hmm. which was really difficult because we both had a lot of lines um, I took like the chunk of it because I was like, it wouldn't. I don't want to make this guy do the all these big chunks of uh, um, things, and so the thing was, it was just it was difficult because he didn't know his lines. So what he would do is he would just ad lib and do whatever he wanted. So he'd say like the first line, and then he'd just ramble for like another minute, and that screwed me over because like I knew his lines and my lines, like I knew what they were. What he started doing was he started mixing two lines and just saying, just talking and just going on and on. And I was like, dude, I, I would get so in my head about what my next line was because I'm like, wait, I don't know what my line is mm -hmm. because I knew I knew what his line was, but he wasn't doing his line. He was doing his line and then added like other random shit that comes right. later on. So I was so confused, and I ran to the problem where I would so hard trying to remember what that next line was that I'd completely forget the other lines. So then. You know, it, it was so, like, the, we also just had no chemistry together. Uh, the blocking felt weird of the scene because there's a lot of movement. Mm -hmm. um, and we, it was it was just really difficult because it was like, I, I couldn't, it wasn't me. But because of his, the way he was doing it, it screwed me over. And we had to do that scene, like, like seven times. 
because it was just like it wasn't working and I finally just gave up that's all I could do like there was literally nothing I could do no matter what I would say to him I'd go dude listen like I understand you don't know your lines really but I don't I, it's hard for me to come in and do my lines when you're over here not doing yours when yeah. you're just completely ad libbing and doing random stuff yeah I think I think that brings up the um, <clears throat> like it's all about your partner. It's not about you. Right. You know, exactly. that's, you're not going to do well if you're not helping your, your, your scene partner do well. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a total give and take. Right. I think that's what I really realized, too. Coming from theater, you know, coming from a theatrical background, you kind of, like, you're focusing a lot on your performance, you know, mm -hmm. and how that translates to the audience and how that is being read by the audience. Because theater is very, very, like... You know, big movements in like the moment. You see got... me, see them. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Type thing, and and that was a that was a big thing. You know, with film, I think film is very like, how do you help the other person to to get there, or how do you guys help each other to get there? And I guess same could be said in theater, but like, I just I just realized that it's not always about me. It's never about you. In, in in film and I guess just acting in general it's not it's not you like you have your moments and you say these lines to make the other person feel some way you don't say it to make yourself feel any way you say that because that's how you that's how they make you feel right. it's not like nothing of what you say or do is because of of you most of the time it's usually because of them and and like that was I was like wow you know like that's just like really something to think about just really being in tune and connected to the other person so that's just I don't know I think that's really good that we got into that yeah talk in like that segment yeah. because like that's like so important with yeah. acting and just filmmaking in general it's just those connections because oh, yeah. that's what makes a good film you know? and Nick you just acted the other day in a yeah in I did a, I acted film so um, what, what was what was that like what was that whole thing with these actors what was the connection like for you there yeah so I had I was I had a crazy past couple of days where I had probably in the past week a solid 10 hours in my entire week of sleep. Like, I was busy. I was out seeing Endgame, which was <laughs> at 2 in the morning, so I didn't get home till 6. Wow. And then had to be up at 9 to help Ben with his set. And I was on that set till 7 or 8. Um, and then I ended up having to go... I, so I went from that to a table read. Which went from seven o'clock to like eight or eight or eight or nine, and then we had to stay and work on more stuff for our upcoming for these projects. We had to finalize stuff. I then had to go to bed and wake up again at eight in the morning for the this shoot. So um, I was acting in one of my friend's uh, films. He's a screenwriter, and they are doing their projects right now, like they're shooting their scripts. Yeah. And at first, I was like very hesitant on it because I was like I was scared. I was like I don't want to. I was like, I don't want to ruin your film, you know? Like, I don't think that I'm... I personally don't think I'm, like, the greatest actor. So I was like, I don't want to... You know, I felt bad. Um, but it was weird. I got there, and I met... Um, do you guys know Anthony? Just, no, I don't. No? Okay, he works at Vons near us. Uh, no? No, no. Okay, well, um, you might not. I don't know why you would. But he's one of, uh, one of my friend's friend. And um, I don't know what it was, but I got there... I met him, and the two of us had, like, amazing chemistry. And it was a comedy. Mm -hmm. So he ever, his energy I was feeding off of, and it just worked back and forth. And um, it was funny. Originally, we only had, like, two lines. Me and him only had, like, two or three lines in the entire thing. But you, like, ad-libbed. But we ad-libbed, like, That's so cool. many lines. And it was, like, but it was to the point where I was, like, we would have to do multiple takes, and we would remember what we said. And I was, like, I don't even know how I'm doing this. Like, we would ad-lib something and then have to redo it, and we'd say the same thing again. And like I was like really I was like I was proud of myself because yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. well, that's wow that's what I, we had to do the other day. No, I, I know I know many professionals that can't even do that. Right. I, know, I know professionals that can't do two two takes mm. in a row. You right. Know what I mean like, and that's, that's what the script supervisor. That's for, really high level you know? stuff. You know what I mean? I like, was that's like really good stuff. Yeah. And, and that's just that's all segueing back to you know just being in tune with what's going on and being in tune with each other. Yeah. And like knowing what's going to happen each time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I think. At least my experience, like I've had many moments where I've wanted to like, or I've subconsciously changed lines and changed moments, but I need to be like, oh, okay, well, for the sake of 
the film right. and the filmmaking continuity. We, yeah. we have to we have to keep doing the same things over and over again. That's mm-hmm. really high level stuff. Like that's really good stuff, honestly. Yeah, uh, I don't and I don't know what it was. It was just like I was and also like with the amount of like being so tired, I was worried of like not giving the energy that he wanted. But I don't know. It was just I was it was good. I was very excited. Not I, I wouldn't say that. I, I like I mean that was definitely an enjoyable thing like it took us a, like we were there for like the whole day but it didn't feel that long you know like we were it was um, it was two girls and two guys was like the cast um, I don't want to name anyone just right, for right. reasons but um, it was fun the, all the actors were really good actually surprisingly um, I wasn't too sure if they were all going to be good there was one person in particular that I was worried about but it worked out really well uh, I'm excited to see how it turns out um, so you're done making films. You're just gonna act now, right? <laughs> no, I don't know about <laughs> you know? that one. We yeah. almost persuaded him. We <laughs> yeah, almost yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, I'll do a couple more, but I definitely, definitely, am a director. Have you, ever, I, you ever thought about <laughs> directing yourself? I don't think I could. How cool! I think I just feel like that. Uh, that's something I want to do once yeah. in my life. Yeah, it's just is act and direct a film. Like I just really badly. Like, like Ben Affleck does that. Well, Bradley or, among Cooper other, inspired Bradley me Cooper. with Stars Born. What do you What like, do you think uh, they do? Like I, I personally don't. Uh, what do you, how do you think they do that? Well, it's a, I, I think it's. Well, I know. I know it's a lot in. I, I think Nick can give us more insight, but I think I, I know it's more. It's a lot in the AD. Yeah, yeah. And helping helping you because I think you know you have a vision, and I think you kind of relayed that to the AD. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the AD is someone that you really trust who's mm-hmm. on set. For you to help you, so like and the DP to get yeah, the th- those guys, those guys are those guys are in tune with your vision, so they can kind of get to that point. But I, I, I mean, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that they provide acting notes a lot. You know, I what feel I mean? like I feel like the director's acting, and he wants something. He wants something. I feel, like, he, I feel like he's, he's able to find that easily. Like I, for instance, like with Bradley Cooper and, or she. and Lady Gaga, I think it was like maybe if they were in a moment and it wasn't like clicking, clicking, which. It totally did in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It still did in the Oscar performance. Yeah, it still did in the Oscar performance. So they and he directed the... That's connection. That's that's connection. That, yeah. Those are, those are your connection goals, oh, yeah. everyone. But I think... Um, yeah, I think I think he he kind of brought it out of her and just... Subcon- I, I don't know if he would like really direct her, but maybe maybe he was just like doing those moments and like constantly taking and taking and taking until she got it and then the AD kind of just reinforced the visions mm-hmm. of them you know what I mean I don't know it's like a team effort that's, yeah. that's a really interesting thing I just have never I guess I've never been on a project that's that's had that's like I've seen an actor director you know what I mean so like that's yeah. like I don't know that's that's, that's it's like really interesting. I mean, we always do it on roommates. But that's just roommates. Yeah, we're, we're all kind of directing you know, each other. Yeah, that's that's like it's a different thing. And yeah. that, then that that's a lot of AD stuff too. Yeah, like right. I, I <laughs> yeah like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like look like when we did roommates, like when I was directing episode six, and I would like look at Sean and I'd be like, Sean, can you can you block this scene out for me so I can kind of do some work with my character and with. Uh, my scene partner so that's always it's always good mm-hmm. I don't know Nick have you have you been um, in that position yet I have not been in that position yet but I do know it's basically like um, I, I believe how it works is when the when the director is acting so like for Bradley Cooper when he's in and that he's on screen mm-hmm. there is an assistant his assistant director is directing it and then he just when he's not on screen like he basically just has it's him. Like he'll probably help, but it's mostly the assistant. So, yeah, so basically, what you said, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The AD is doing it, and then when he's not on screen, when you're just seeing Lady Gaga, he's directing. Yeah. So yeah. he's still he's directing, but like at the same time, it's kind of like that's what I think's weird about like when you see that. Like I I'd love to do it. Like I really would, but at the yeah. same time, I feel like it's not even real. Like in a way, I kind of feel like it's a it's it's more the assistant director directing but again i've never been in that position so i don't know yeah. what it's like um i it might be cool it might be cool to be on a set like that yeah. just to see yeah speaking of a star is born i just you know want to shout out lunel uh thank you lunel i love you um shout out to the tribe you guys you guys don't know what i'm saying i don't but it's all right um yeah no so you, you know lunel yeah you told me about yeah, it. yeah so yeah just Shout out to Lunel. Um, that's that's <laughs> yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> if you haven't already, go check out Drop the Ball at DropTheBallClothing.com or Drop the Ball Brand on Instagram. 
and get 15% off on your purchase when you use the promo code COUCHGUY. Third. Fourth. And that ad was sponsored by Drop the Ball. <laughs> How did you... Go check that. Go check. Drop the ball out. Yeah. Good job, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Have you good advertisement. Um, that was a nice break. Uh, so I got a couple questions that we move into Woo! questions. Uh, first off, why don't we just start it off? You saw Avengers Endgame, Nick. I did. I haven't seen it. I, I'm seeing it tomorrow. So we'll do the whole review. We'll do, yeah, in I'll a week the, I'll or do, two. Yeah. But um, I'll do this first thoughts without we spoilers. Questions, yeah. So. I won't spoil it because it's literally just the first weekend. Mm -hmm. um, I will say though that just before I say anything, one point two billion. Yeah, opening yeah, in weekend, the first weekend. That is insane! Wow, biggest worldwide one point two billion ever wow. with a B, not an M. Yeah, <laughs> I mean one point two wow. million. Imagine. Do you, do you know? Do you know what the second like? What was the first before? I was don't it like Spider Man or something? No, it was Avengers: Infinity War last oh, year. Oh, but I guess War. it was. Was it like seven hundred? 640 million. 640.5 million. That is half. Yeah. Less than half yeah. of what they made. Well, they, what they make this, this, this 1. year? 1.2 billion. 1. 2 it's Jeez. Avengers Endgame, Infinity War. You got Fate of the Furious at 541 Gross. million. <laughs> or is that million? Yeah. Yeah, a million. Million. And then Star Wars Force Awakens and Jurassic World. And that's just opening week. Jurassic World? Yeah. Wow. Jurassic World. Probably the first one. And then you I'm got Harry Potter. Surprised. Anyway, and Captain sorry. Marvel's up there too. I mean, it's a reboot of a season. I, I mean, or a series. I mean, I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie. Right. I'm just, Still I'm just a little surprised. And that's, that's the all. first. It's the first weekend, and like gross, like the what? What is it? The highest grossing films of all time. It's already number seventeen. That's crazy. So it's right above Iron Man three right now, and it's about to. It's about to beat Fate of the Furious. Probably and then did, it, to be honest. By the time we're, by the time this comes out, what's definitely. what's the most, what's the highest grossing movie of all time? You got Avatar at two point eight billion, yeah. and you got Titanic at two point almost two billion. It's gonna oh, beat I, that. I really and then, hope it doesn't beat Titanic. And then you got Avatar right. two, three, Leo, and four coming no. out. Yeah. And then you've got Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Avengers: Infinity War, basically two wow. two billion. So th there's only four movies in two billion club. Wow. Do you think? Do you think that that Avengers Endgame can reach three billion? Three billion? Imagine. Honestly, that movie's gonna be in theaters for. But that months. would mean that people would probably have to see it like multiple times. Well, people got to see that movie multiple yeah. times. I it mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but our like the the actual question is: so with Avengers breaking the box office opening record, well, opening wait, let me, wait, record. Let me, Give my little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you were gonna before give me we, a spiel. I'm sorry. It. No, it's okay. You got all that money. You got the money. All that money talk. Like, let's go for money. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. Again, I'm not gonna spoil it because I get. I, I understand. The movie just came out. If you haven't seen it yet, gotta Do go it. see it. Hundred percent have to go see it. It's so good. I'm it, still wondering if I'm gonna see it, but who you knows? have to. And I, I know even if you don't watch Marvel movies, if you at least have seen any. You should go see it. And if you haven't seen any, go watch a. I watched a 17 minute video before I went just to refresh my mind. It tells you everything about the Marvel Universe that if you don't know, it's just. It's such a good movie and they did a great job. And this isn't a spoiler, this is just what the movie is. It's not a spoiler. Right, right. They did a great job at just tying in all the stories. That, that was what I was worried about was how are they gonna. You know, all these. The character development and stuff and what they're gonna do with it. And they did such a good job. Um. And there's more I'm going to say, and I'll probably say in a couple weeks, not next week, but the week after, just to give you guys some time to see it. And if you haven't seen it, um, actually, I might even just do a separate video with me and Ben, where we might just do, and even Cooper, if it's after he sees it, because Cooper hasn't seen it yet. Um, I'll see it tomorrow. So yeah, probably. so it, just an extra thing, maybe. We might put up like a 30-minute little extra podcast uh, just talking about Endgame, because there's a lot I want to say, uh, but really good. I cried a couple times, um, and yeah, I, so I know someone who, I don't know, did I say this? I don't believe so. Um, my friend who doesn't really like, or has only seen like two of the Marvel movies, went and saw it, and I was expecting her to not want to be there and cancel, but she went and she loved it, and it, it doesn't feel like three hours. It's a three-hour movie, but when you're done with it, it's like, Wow. You if know? you're really invested into it, like Wolf of Wall Street's like three hours. Yeah. Like, I wish it was five. I wish it was, you know. Yeah, I wish I could. Like, I wish I could take like an intermission break. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the Count only one win. thing that kind of irritated me 
was that um, I don't know. This is just my filmmaker part of me. I don't think anyone else cares. Um, but they did this thing where they all the parts, so like the the acts, the three different acts, mm-hmm. they separated by just using a black. So they would have the full part, like full act, oh, and then really? it would cut to black, and then the second act would start. And then they'd cut to black and the third act would start. Like, they used black to distinguish their acts, which really? is kind of weird. Oh, that's cool. It's cool, but it's weird. It's unique. It's actually interesting that you noticed that. Yeah, it's a weird thing that I noticed, and it, I was like, kind of like, okay. Um, but, I don't know. Again, I, that's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, say this. What? Is it the best Marvel movie that you have ever seen? Honestly, yeah. Yeah? And I know some people say Infinity War is better, but I don't. Oh, really? Some people are thinking... Some people say Infinity War is better, but I don't. I think this is a better movie. Um, right now, Winter Soldier and Civil War sit at top for me. Okay. I, yeah. I, could, that, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely... Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I have to go see it again, just to like... Just... I don't know. I need to see it again yeah. to really make, make sure that it is as good as it was the first time. Um... I, the only thing that just really does frustrate me, and I don't know why, is just I, I love when people are interactive in theaters, but like when it's that much, because like it was like insane, and I was like, this is kind of annoying. Like, was it know, like Star Wars or worse? No, it was like better. It was every time a new character came onto screen, there was loud claps, and like in Infinity War, the same thing that was like that, but like ten times louder. Yeah, and I will say that people crying are very loud because I could hear it all around me. And then I heard someone go, are you crying? <laughs> no like, way. They're like, they're like, they're like, are you crying? It was right behind me. <laughs> they were right behind me. Like, are you crying? And he's like, no. 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 <laughs> that was great. I was so like, The guy wow. with like a deep ass voice like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll let you go back into your, the money talk. Yes, that being said. Yeah, so... be on the lookout though for that little special episode. Uh, if you don't see it, then it'll be out in like a couple weeks. <laughs> With Avengers Endgame breaking box office records at its opening weekend at $1.2 billion, uh, do you think that Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, will beat this? No. Why? I don't, know. Um, I don't know. I just think that the MCU is more powerful, has more powerful of a fan base than Star Wars. Because, really? well, I know Star Wars, that's very debatable. That is very debatable. But I think what you're saying right now is, I think there's a lot of m- momentum that right. Marvel Behind has right now. Behind the MCU. Right. Because they've only been going 11 years. Yeah. Right? And uh, no, I, I know Star Wars has been going on significantly 40, you know? longer. But, like, I don't know. Because the releases between films have been... Hasn't they stretched been a lot? Out. Yeah, super stretched out. And but I mean, these ones you've got twenty two. And maybe, in and, and and I guess we could. I think we could agree that maybe Star Wars fans have been slowly kind of dying out. Because I know when I was a kid, I was like, Yikes. I was, hey, no, but literally though, they I, literally are dying. Yeah, out. yeah, they literally are dying out. Sorry, that, that was a little <laughs> dark. But um, no, like I don't know. Infinity War really cemented the MCU. In my opinion, I mean, I, I still haven't seen the Inf- Infinity War. I'll be honest, still haven't seen it. I'm just not a fan of Marvel movies. My personal thing, don't attack me, okay? But <laughs> he likes um, Captain Marvel. Don't yeah, I, I liked Captain Marvel. I liked it. I thought it was good. But uh, anyways, l- that being said, um, I don't know. I just think that a lot of p a lot like like the younger generation is coming together and really like pushing the MCU. Yeah. And that is why I think that it Star Wars will not have the same traction as the MCU did. Or at least Endgame. Because Endgame, dude, Endgame was so hyped. And oh, you can't yeah. even like Endgame was one of the most hyped movies I've seen ever. They broke it broke like websites. Like it literally broke AMC for like dude, half a day. Google is That's advertising. That's why I'm seeing it tomorrow, by the way. It's, Google yeah, exactly. is advertising Endgame. Google. Like, right. like, like, like you, you saw if you Google if you Google Thanos and yeah. you click on his hand, he snaps and like half your screen really? disappears. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just tried that. It's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. So like, I'm seeing even Google is pushing this film. It's just like there's just so much traction in so many companies. It's it's such a widespread thing, and they're using social media marketing like like a bunch. And yeah. that's that's an, I guess um, a topic for another thing but like yeah. yeah that's overall my two cents and why I think I wouldn't know about the social media because I deleted my social media for the last 
week. Yeah. So. No, everybody's talking about Endgame, man. Dude, literally, um, it was funny. I don't know if you guys saw. Just sorry to. I don't. Were you done? Do you have anything no, else? You know, sorry. Yeah, you're um, sure. There was a running back for a football player who he <laughs> Friday, literally Friday, the day that it came out, went on Twitter and posted literally the main spoiler of the entire movie. He's he just was. It was like blank. I, I'm not even gonna say it. It's just he just said it. Like that's literally what it was. Like, Redacted. Like four words. Wait. Three words. That's all he said. And it I was like four. What I said, I had because I told I was telling Coop that I could spoil the entire movie in four words. Yeah, you could. I'm but not anyway, gonna say it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All I'm saying is that he completely spoiled it, and like it was funny because there was like this whole like outrage. People were so upset; they were tr- like p- signing petitions to get him like um, so he can't play for the first four games. <laughs> like people are like, imagine, obvious, like <laughs> you spoiled the movie, so you're you're con- therefore uh, you're banned. You're banned for four games. For like, four games. <laughs> like I just thought that Side was sideline for four games. Like imagine that. Imagine that. That's insane. That's what I'm saying. And like, like, people care so much about the MCU, man. So much. Like, not saying that people don't care about Star Wars, but like, it, yeah, you know what I mean. The you whole just, "Don't spoil the End Game" like that's like such a big thing. Like that's everywhere. Like you don't hear about that for Star Wars. You know, like I get it. Like Star Wars, like is so big, and people are don't, like don't spoil it. But like End Game, it's like literally anywhere you are. If you say, "Oh, like just saw End Game," and everyone's infinitely don't spoil it. Like super, like they like are very reactive to it. I mean, I've been. Isolated myself. You deleted your social media. <laughs> like, do you right. see what you? I don't even like, know what's going on. Man. You deleted your social media, so you don't. So a movie doesn't like get spoiled. Like it's crazy. Like I don't think I've seen a movie do anything like That's this what in I'm so saying. long. There's like, just so much traction behind this. Yeah. That like, like is this guess, the last one too? Uh, it's, it's the last one of like the like the group. There are definitely gonna be more. Yeah, they're gonna make more superheroes. There's today? something at the end that could show there's more. It was, uh, it was. I think it was pre- predicted set. that they were supposed to make 700 million on opening weekend mm-hmm. because they made 640 the year before. I think, before, it, no, I think but it was like 800. What is what I said? 800 most, yeah. But yeah. like, you know, they exceeded that. Hey, I said it though. I literally said they're gonna make a billion. I literally said it. I'm like, I yeah, watch. I think you did. I was like, watch, they're doing it. I think Star Wars probably make like 700, 800. I don't think it's gonna get. That close. I don't think it's gonna get a billion. I I think that the last Jedi. How much did last ruined Jedi its get? chances? Because it was it wasn't that good, huh? Like Dude, last Jedi was last excited. Jedi. Hold on, am I looking at worldwide? Am I highest grossing films? Okay. Force Awakens grossed yet yeah, like almost two point one billion. Yeah. And last Jedi one point three billion. Ooh. But opening weekend, last Jedi made wow. 450, 400, almost 451. So that's, wow. like, that's really not that And much. Star Wars of Force Awakens did Compared. 500. Compared, yeah. yeah. Well, like, that's a lot. But like, yeah, wait. <laughs> Star Wars of Force Awakens did 529 opening weekend. Wow. Which hasn't... That's like, not even like... Star Wars of Force Awakens ended up making, you know, one, top three. Right. Of, you know, most grossing. But like, I think The Last Jedi kind of biffed it. But at the same time... Like I think, I mean, the, the trailer came out a couple weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. everybody's psyched. I mean, it's it's the end of a saga mm. that so many people have loved since you know 1977, and it's I don't know. It, I think anything can happen, but um, it, it's hard. But you're right because because it's like Endgame and this whole Marvel thing. It's like it's. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all Disney. It's they're they're not like oh shoot like <laughs> yeah exactly oh, shoot, they were guys <laughs> like you know uh, uh, did you see that you saw the video about like how it's gonna be if Disney buys out everyone like, no I did their intros like they showed the Paramount intro they showed the they showed the Warner <laughs> intro they showed every single intro like the Fox intro like all in one oh like, my gosh it was so funny that's great that's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, Disney. What are your predictions for Rise of Skywalker opening weekend? I'm gonna say 500 million. Well, now that I said, now what I said, I'm gonna change it. I think probably uh, I'm gonna stay with this, like in the range of seven to eight hundred. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll be. You bigger. might be right, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think. I think. I mean, you just said it yourself. It's the end of an era in a way. You know, yeah, he's not for a shirt right now. Oh yeah, yeah I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. Look at that. Look at you. Look at you, Cooper. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, John? 
I, I don't know. I, I don't... You're only, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can really provide great insight on Star Wars stuff, but I think, yeah, I think it'll... I think it'll make a lot of money. Like, I think regardless, it's going to be a big ending to a huge saga. Um, I'd say, like, I don't know, yeah, like 600, 650? Yeah, yeah. Opening weekend? I yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good number. I, I, I don't think that that's, like, preposterous. I right. think that it could easily make that. And if it exceeds that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So. Well... I have a question that I'd like for you guys to answer. Um, since we're already talking about uh, superhero stuff. Um, so this actually is a question that um, my teacher was talking about in class one day, and he asked us, it was like, last week, and I kind of forgot about it. But I think it's a really interesting question and something that I'm curious what you guys think. Um, so where do you guys think film will be in 10 years? We're, right now, we're in the age of superheroes. Everything is superheroes. It's all about it's all about Marvel, DC, all that kind of stuff, right? I got it. So, what do you th- where do you know where do you think it's going to be in ten years? You, know you first. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. It's going to be in ten years. It's already happening. Biopics. You it's think? Every but every dude. There's already been so many. They're going to make so many more biopics. Cause cause like, Stanley. It's could such. Be oh, it's yeah. such a. It's such a. Like it's it's already started. Like especially this past year, like these past Oscars, most of the people that won awards were were people that played legitimate people. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that those type of films are going to be very, very, very powerful, especially in like the years to come. Right. Like I, I heard about them. They're going to make a Frank Sinatra biopic. Ooh. I heard. I heard. I heard a lot of stuff about that. I wanted actually. I was thinking nice. about writing one of those. The Ramones. Oh, the Ramones biopic. Hey. Been waiting for that one. I've been waiting for that. I want to do a Ramones biopic. That'd be cool. But, like, biopics have already started to make huge headway. Even in Netflix, they did the Motley Crue. Motley Crue. I personally really enjoyed it. I love The Dirt. I thought it was actually, I thought that was a really good movie. And honestly, going into it, I didn't think it was going to be that good. I was, I was like, uh, I mean, all right, Machine Gun Kelly, MGK, who was in that? Uh, Pete Davidson was in it. Davidson, this, um, this good one, uh, Daniel Weber, he's in Daredevil and Eleven Twenty Two. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, the guy who played the main guy, the bassist, Nikki Six. Yeah, yeah. I think he's from London or something. No, what's his name? I, I know his know. name. I don't, I don't remember. Goodness, <laughs> I don't know. Him. Anyways, I haven't so, seen the movie yet. Back to Bob. So. I'm really sorry if if anyone's like screaming at me right now, like, ah, this is his name. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, biopics are... Douglas Booth. Douglas... Yes! Yes, Douglas <laughs> Booth. Anyways, I liked him. He was good. Um, anyways, so, yeah, biopics, biopics are going to take the world by storm. They're really engaging, especially with all the people that have been, like, all the, the real people, like, like, they could probably make a Michael Jackson biopic... They can make a mm. bunch of different biopics, dude. Like, there's a lot of like they famous have one, but they should make that are, one. that have passed, that have left like a legacy, that are easily able, like, have the ability to make biopics on, and yeah. good ones at that. Rocket Man's coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, how you guys? You guys excited for that? I'm excited. What do you think? I, it's, think, it's, I think it's gonna be Bohemian it's the guy Rhapsody who took, too. It's I'm the guy who took over Bohemian Rhapsody. It. But yeah. it, I think it's gonna be like Bohemian Rhapsody too. No, it literally I looks like I, every time I see the trailer, I get upset. I really am. like. I want to see it, but at the same time, it makes me mad because it, literally the trailer, I'm, it looks like a reskin version of yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. It With. literally is the exact same thing. It's a gay guy who. It fights his record label is what it looks like and there's so you see there's like a shot in the record label there's a shot with a gay guy there's a shot on stage there's a shot with like something bad's happening in his life and it's the crowd it's ve- right it's very similar but like I mean in a way that's not bad because it's probably gonna be good that's, um, I, I don't think it's gonna be I just bad feel like it's weird because right. he's still alive <laughs> like you know like yeah I feel yeah. like like I, I you think you think that if you make biopics on people that are alive, do you think it has the same power? I don't think it. Molly Crew is alive. Well, right, yeah. but that's like exactly. And, that's and why that, they don't was have a, as much. that was a solid movie. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it was solid. Um, but like their lie, their life was so it was so interesting. You know what I mean? Right. Like Molly Crew's stories were like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and are we just talking, right now we're talking just biopics about rock stars right now. Is, is that, we are, are we limiting it to that? Or no, biopics in general? Because we're watching White Boy Rick, like, right now. I mean, yeah, And, like, that's, that's, a bio, that's a biopic. That's a biopic, you know? yeah. But, um, but, like, 
yeah, biopics in general, like things about people. Yeah, are, yeah. I think I think it's because you get into like real human life, and it's it's like really interesting if you ask me. I think there's like so many people that you can make biopics on, but I think rock stars and like people that were involved in the music industry, those even actors, the best. Those are really good. Well, I mean, think about it. There's only so many stories you can make. It gets to a point where you're making the same shit over and over again. Yeah. You know? When you're when you're making something about, but everybody likes those stories because everybody, everybody likes stories. superhero movies, and they're they're all just that's, about the well, same right, thing. And that's, that's why, yeah, right. So you're that's saying, why I'm that's where we're at. Biopics, and, and and it like I said, it took the Oscars by storm this year. Right. And I have a feeling it's gonna maybe make another little push next year. And um, I don't know, dude. Cool. I just think there's, there's a lot of. Here's a question for you. Well, no, what couch, you couch fans. I just oh, want to see, okay. like, what kind of biopics would you want to see in the next ten years? Whoever's listening, yeah. what bio? You know, yeah. What bands? What ag- Which people do you want to see? You yeah. Know? Um, Prince. Un- unfortunately, Ooh. you know what I'd like to see. Yeah. Who would play Prince? I just wanted. To, I wanted to shout this one out. John Singleton has died. The yeah. direct oh, writer director. Goodness, goodness. Um, unfortunately, yeah. he was the first African American. And the youngest um, at age 24 to be nominated for um, an Academy Award at the Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. He wrote and directed Boys in the Hood. He did Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, he did Shaft, and we got that that uh, sequel coming out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he's one of my role models in writing. And yeah. uh, it's unfortunate to see him go at 51, which is yeah, pretty young. Unexpected for me, at least. I don't um, know who it was. Damn. I don't know what his story's like. Maybe that's something that could be made someday. Yeah, who knows? You know? Right. And, and that's really good. And I just, and that's why I just say biopics are going to take a storm because there's a lot of people with a lot of interesting things to talk about in movies and films. And like, I, I think biopics make really good stories. Uh, what do you think? Where, where do you think it'll be in 10 years? I've got two different things. Okay. Um, so this is one that me and my grandpa always talk about. We were, he was just in town and we were just talking about it because we, we were discussing, you know, the whole end game thing and all this superhero attraction right now. But uh, my grandpa's always been like a, in favor of Westerns coming back. <laughs> and we always have a Western, you know, you know, a couple Westerns every year, but like, we haven't had like you know back in the Clint Eastwood fistful of dollars, the good, the bad, and the ugly days. You know, like which one? Cowboys vs. Aliens. Yeah, talk about a western. Yeah, I know, right? No way, that's But you got like I don't know Red Dead Redemption. Like I want to see that kind of stuff. That kind of western. I think I think that that kind that's that's some if you put enough money into those, you put the right stuff into that. There's a question. There's a question for you. Give me, give me like three actors or actresses that could like headline that movement right now. Well, you got Ethan Hawke. Okay. Chris Pratt just did one. I mean, he did Magnificent Seven, but he just mm-hmm. did one. Vincent mm-hmm. D'Onofrio, the guy from Full Metal Jacket. I don't think, yeah. no. He Chris just directed. Pratt, no. He just directed the kid, Billy the Kid, with Dane DeHaan from oh. Chronicle. It's a smaller movie. It just came out. Ethan Hawke's in it. Chris Pratt plays a bad guy, and. Uh, it, it was a small budget movie, but it, it, it looked pretty good. Uh, uh, it just came out like last month. I uh, like Chris Pratt in, in Western movies. It just doesn't feel I loved right. him in Magnificent Seven. I'll always say that. Um, <laughs> who could headline? Um, wow. I'm going gonna, gonna to need some, some time to think about that. Let me think about it and come back to it, but let me go to my second point of what okay. I think could take over here in the next 10 years, which I think has been taking over. Um, A24 movies. They're not... It's kind of oh, like, like a... It's kind of like a... I watched mid '90s the other day. Yeah, Jonah Hill's I haven't seen that directorial yet. debut. Really, yeah, they're, and they're good stuff, man. like they're not biopics, but they every story they make is true. The it guy is, is very true and real, other than Hereditary. Oh, and, my and maybe God. Midsummer, which is coming out by mm. Ari Aster. But like, you know, yeah, like that's crazy. not like. I, who knows? Maybe that shit happens to people. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like you, nope. you know, I, like like mid '90s, Lady Bird. Yeah. You know, is kind of like a biopic of Greta Gerwig's you know life back in 2002 like that kind of stuff because everybody wants to see these it, it kind of is biopics you know everyone wants to see this realistic take on life and like you know coming of age stories and you know life stories like that's the kind of stuff I like to write so that's the think, kind of stuff I like to see because so people can say, relate to it would you say biopics are something that's going on now instead of the future so like biopics are I like think it's going now. on now and it, it moves into the future you know or I don't know. There's 
Maybe there's something we haven't seen that's going to happen. Who knows, guys? Maybe silent films is what's happening next, you know? Imagine! <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yo. No thanks. Wow. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you find a... Christian Bale is a good good western. You think guy. so? He did Hostiles. It's on, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. He did, and Timothy Chalamet's in it. Oh. They did, they did a the western guys, movie. How about just the guys from Westworld? The guys from Westworld are a good one too. I don't know the actor's name. Jeffrey I'm Wright. So sorry, Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Ed Harris is a good one. I, but I we, love Ed Harris. Like he's so good. People, you you got to look at the younger actors that are coming up. Noah Centineo is not going to have no, a Western uh, movie. You know, no. no. Like, I, I I'm trying to think of the younger people right now. That's true. But you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a better answer for you guys next thank week. You, thank, thank what about you, Nick? What do you what do you think's next? So I think differently. Uh, <laughs> I feel like. With the fact that in ten years uh, there's going to be a, it's going to be us. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a different wave of filmmakers. It's not going to be the same people. It's been you know everyone you're used to. Like they're going to be there, but I think that it's going to be more prominent of you know newer people coming in, newer filmmakers, um, which will then lead to and there's already starting it with Beautiful Boy. I think it's going to be a lot about real life kind of stuff, kind of like a biopic, but not really. Uh, I mean, Beautiful Boy picks like touches on that kind of the hard stuff people don't want to talk about. But I feel like it's that's starting to like people are wanting to see that Star is Born that and that like Star is Born obviously is a little different, but it's all about a, it's all about a guy like who, you know, not gonna spoil it, but he he does drugs. I'm not gonna go further than that. Um, and Beautiful Boy, same thing. Like there, I think that it's gonna be that kind of stuff. More, it's gonna be very centric on. Just dramas, I guess, but like heavy dramas. Yeah, uh, and then bi- I could see biopics definitely. Moonlight's well. also another one I think that might have started that. Yeah, Moonlight as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Bonnie Beautiful Boy essentially was a biopic. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, yeah. It was. oh yeah, you're right. It literally it was. was. Same yeah. with Green Green Book was a uh, Green Book was, was a, a true story. You know, like, I, I guess you could kind of say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I think superheroes are gonna be kind of dwindling away, not soon, but sooner than later. I mean, um, you, we know Marvel's got plans, but I mean, they can't how go for- will these plans pan out? I yeah. mean, hey, I at want- least they finished on a high note. Dude, I just want more. S- Endgame is that high note. It is. You know, I just sorry. What was no, like- no, no. Keep going with your point. I was just gonna say that um, I don't know. I mean, superhero movies are good, but I mean, they're just fun and it's kind of. Uh, I mean, think, like a superhero movie is just kind of a way to kind of get your mind off things, you know. I, you you get invested to these characters, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to deal with life. You just throw it on the throw it on the TV and just kind of sit here and have fun and watch a good movie, you know. The real good superhero era started with X Men in two thousand, is what I'd like to yeah, say. No, and yeah. we have seen those characters. Mm-hmm. We've seen their story finish with Logan, basically. Right. We've got Dark Phoenix coming, but like we've seen that story finish, and we're about to see it rebranded by by Disney. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think whatever happens with that is going to have something to say about what happens with the superhero. Yeah, futures. I just don't think people are going to be interested. You can't be interested in superheroes for like it's going to go away at some point. You know, like it's not going to stay forever. Everything that people like it dwindles away. You know, there was you know silent films, and then. People are like, I don't like sound films. I'm gonna t- let's try to make it. You know, it's not like they were just like one day all of a sudden they found a boom pole and it's like, oh, what does this do? And they did, like they <laughs> yeah, had yeah. to. They were like, we want sound. We want to change our film. We want to change what we do. So yeah. it's all about change. And you know, like I think I don't know, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for our future. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll let you say what you're gonna say really quick. If you remember, if not, it's Hold all on. right. Wait, it was. It's coming back to me. Um. Oh yeah, I want more super villain films. Yeah, can we do like Doctor Doom? They've been talking about it. Scratch. I'd love the Doctor Doom idea now and really get into the super villain mm. lifestyle. They tried it. It's just more interesting. Suicide Squad was not terrible. I don't know. It wasn't. What you're talking no. About. I know that's what you're thinking. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even think it was that bad. I think the reboot is already sounding a little weird. But it I'm is. They just cast it. the polka dot man. Oh god! It's the guy from Ant Man and Dark Knight, Which da- one? David Dismalchian. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he plays that crazy guy in Dark Knight, but oh. he plays one of the three friends, Michael Pena. You got Ti. He's the other guy, the guy with the accent in Ant Man. Yeah, that guy. I think he's a good actor. Okay, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But I, I like I said, I think the super villain films are a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Joker. I just think I just think oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the same. 
story with like superhero movies, and I, and that's why I think that I've lost my like you know enjoyment in watching like superhero movies because it's like the same stuff, it's the right. same thing over and over again, and told in slightly different ways, I guess. But I think I don't know. We'll, I think Chron- we'll see what happens. I think Chronicle was a good one. It wasn't like a superhero movie. It was like an anti-hero movie. Yeah, I think I saw that. The one with Dane DeHaan. It yeah. was Josh Trank. Like yeah, Deadpool yeah. was really good. Like, like yeah, yeah. Because Deadpool's not an, a superhero. De- Deadpool's like, an anti-hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like that. No, Noah really Hawley's like, been talking Doctor Doom for a while. Like, I'd like to see Doctor. I'd Doom. like to see that because we've talked about Fantastic Four before. It's not really a hit, but uh, Noah Hawley always has a good take on everything. He's he does Fargo. He does Legion. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I'm. I'm. Who knows? I'm excited. That's all. I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Do you have any more questions? Um. No. 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 no? Yeah. We're Do we want to talk a little about just a couple things? Or are we good? Um. John, you want to talk about Rami Malek? Oh. Want to yeah. discuss a little bit um, of Rami Malek? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um. So I don't know if you guys knew, but um for the listeners because i think you guys know but uh rami malik was just cast as the villain in the new bond movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm quite excited for that i think it's really interesting new and i'm really you know it's crazy right because i said this um i said this the other day when i was talking to coop is that i remember um oh god what I, I remember I was watching like a playthrough of a video game. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think. Uh, was it Far Cry or something? No, it wasn't Far Cry. It was like. Um, it was like, a recent game? Ye- no, no, no. It was like a, it was a while ago. Yeah. Rami Malik did a. Um, he did a voice, but he also. Motion they capture. They had like a kinda. motion capture oh, motion character. Capture, yeah. Of him. It's like Ellen Page. And, and playing voice. playing like a character in this in this video game. Uh huh. And um, I didn't know at the time it was Rami Malik. Right. But then I looked back after Bohemian Rhapsody and I was like, that was Rami Malik. That's crazy, right? And he <laughs> came from that. To to do uh, what did he do? Um, Mr. Robot. I remember he did Mr. 20- Robot, yeah. and then got cast from Mr. Robot to do Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then won an Oscar, and now he's doing a Bond film. That's I just, crazy. Like that, like the the the. I remember him back when he was on Twenty Four. You know, yeah. like a guest spot on Twenty Four. Yeah, and isn't that? And I was like, that? this guy's got something. I remember because it was his face. Like I was like, I will never forget this guy. Like, right, he has such a unique. It, face. He has a unique features. He's oh, yeah. I don't know. His acting's good, and yeah. you know. And then he did Short Term Twelve with Brie Larson, another the biggest freaking actors. Star, in the world right now. yeah, they're, they're yeah. huge right now. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. I felt like that was really inspiring, and it just like shows that your career trajectory is so like. It, it, it's it's a guessing game. You know what I mean? Like, you could be on top of the world and then fall, or you could be kind of, you know, in the middle, and then just shoot up. You know, it, it's like, it like you never know what's going to go on with your career. And, like, that was, I don't know, that was, like, really cool to think about. It's just, like, with Rami Malek being cast in a huge, huge franchise. Mm-hmm. Like that and it's just, Daniel, Daniel Craig's final film. Yeah. Final film? That's going to be huge. That's sad. If, so, yeah, they, they haven't released it title yet it's always been, what, it's yeah, been rumored Shatterhand I was kind of pissed they didn't release the title but yeah, I thought they were going to that's why I kept looking for they it they just started filming and uh, it's basically James Bond is like kind of I, I, I don't know taking a vacation from MI6 and he's just in Jamaica so I think the movie's kind of set in Jamaica mm-hmm. and uh, they had a cool. total loaded cast but uh, I'm exci- I'm really I'm mostly Idris Elba like, Idris Elba was gonna be James Bond but was no he? he's not in it um, oh, it's wow. the cast is uh, oh shoot I got it right here so you've got who's returning you've got um, I'm sorry everybody I'm just pulling something up and uh, you've got Ana de Armas from uh, Blade Runner 2049 oh, okay. um, Billy Magnuson is my personal favorite lately he's in uh, Get Shorty uh, Game Night you know, oh, I really, know, yeah, I really you know get the guy that slides the dollar. See that guy? Yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Really funny. good actor. He's that guy, funny, yeah. that guy's shooting up. He's um, funny. Rory Kinnear is coming back. You got Lashana Lynch from uh, Captain Marvel, the the Brie Larson's best friend. In the yeah, film. yeah. Um, Leah Sadu is coming back. She was the Bond girl in last the last one. Naomi Harris is returning. Ray Fiennes, and then Ben Winshaw, and uh, a couple more. But uh, oh, and Jeffrey Wright's returning. Which, because he hasn't been in it since Quantum of Solace. And he's 
So I think uh, the CIA plays a big part in this in this yeah. film as well because he's American. Yeah. yeah and uh, Rami Malek's supposed to have this new technology that I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to be. And, and I haven't seen him play a villain before. Me. I'm kind of I'm interested to see. I'm excited. I'm excited I feel to like see his, his, his most villain is just Mr. Robot. His kind of like character yeah. is like a, and he's filming that final season right now. Yeah, that's yeah. why he wasn't at like the big parade or whatever. But uh, um, he, uh, I'm excited to see what as an actor, see what physicality he brings to the character and mm. the voice because I can totally see him being this flamboyant, like dark, you know, kind of charismatic villain. But yeah, yeah. there's so many ways I think he could play it. But that's how I'm depicting him right now. When is it coming out? It's coming out. Um, it was going to come out at the end of this year, but it's coming out uh, April 2020, I believe. Oh, okay. And the director wow. is Kerry uh, wow. Funkanaga. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Kerry Funkanaga. Uh, uh, whatever. The but middle part's his name? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Funkanaga? Funkanaga? He, 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 he's the director Fukunaga. of uh, Tr- True Detective Season 1. Great director. And he, Maniac. He just did Maniac. Oh, uh, I think you said the F word. I don't think you said that person's name. Yeah, I thought you said. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm usually better with names. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Uh, it's a hard name. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, Whatever. do we have anything else, or are we? We got a lot of stuff for next week, but we'll we will save it for next week. We'll save it. We'll all save right. the next week's stuff for next week. Look at that. That's smart. It's right, guys. For Thanks for joining us on Couch K this week. Thank you, John, for uh, stepping in. Thank you guys out. for having me. I appreciate. Yeah, it. of course. We hope you come back. Um, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And look for our Avengers kind of special video right and again we didn't say this um thank you dutch melrose for the intro uh as always and thank you to uh drop the ball yeah thank you 15 off if you uh use the promo code couch guy i'm saying kumbaya i got girls in the crib saying who not not let me know whatever it takes yeah a couple nights in heaven you go on me to stay I'm saying kumbaya, I got girls in the crib saying oh na na Just let me know whatever you need, cause the way your body moving I can barely believe It's on me